morning, everyone, and welcome to Neon and Beyond. Happy 2023. We get to say that for like the whole month, right? I think that's the uh, the rules it is. Um, we're going to get you up close and personal. That's what we do here on Neon and Beyond, and I appreciate you taking the time this morning. You know, if you have an organization with great events coming up and get that awareness out, I love hearing from you. Please keep those emails coming. It's Steph, S-T-E-P-H, at point P-O-I-N-T 97.com. So I love that. And this is where we're going to get you up close and personal, whether you're looking to get involved, volunteer, find out more about great organizations that are here in Clark County, Southern Nevada, and the greatest state ever. That is Nevada. Plus, if you're looking for assistance, we got you covered on that throughout this whole great, amazing year ahead of us. So with that being said, January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And I reached out to some of my favorite, favorite people, and we're kicking things off with the Cupcake Girls this morning. And we are joined with Amy Marie Merrill, and she is the executive director from the Cupcake Girls. Amy, good morning to you, beautiful. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you guys taking the time this morning, and I know in the uh, next couple of minutes, we are really going to dive into this and get things going as far as Human human Traffic Awareness Month, um, what we can do, how we can all get involved, because this is a all-of-us issue, um, so yep. I really hope that everyone listening this morning really takes the time. First and foremost, I want everyone to know that uh, the Cupcake Girls have a website, because uh, Amy and I are going to be going through a lot of stuff this morning, so so uh, make sure you know this and put it, you know, jot it down or put it in the back of your head. It's the cupcakegirls.org. All right. That's correct. Right, Amy? That is it. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Now, first and foremost, for those listening this morning, the Cupcake Girls is not a bakery, correct? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's so funny. It's such a good icebreaker. Folks will walk up to me and they'll be like, oh, cupcakes, where can I get some? And I usually say, well, we do have cupcakes, and they're delicious, but we're actually not a bakery. We work with sex workers and sex trafficking survivors, and everyone is always like, what? What do you do? It's right. so such a great icebreaker. Oh, I know. And the social media and faces of people that you have blessed and people that don't know what you are but find out what you are, that's even better. So let's start with the history of you guys and uh, how long you've been around and what you're about and how this came to be. Awesome. Yeah, the Cupcake Girls was founded in February of 2011, and it was really founded because there are folks um, in our community, specifically sex workers, that are doing their thing. They are working their job just like any other job. Sex work is a job, right? And um, a lot of Las Vegas was built because of sex workers. Um, and so it's a job like any other job. Sometimes you like your job. Sometimes you hate your job. Sometimes you're kind of doing your job and looking for other work on the side, but it's a job. And unfortunately, because of the way that our society um, treats sex workers, they're put in really, really vulnerable positions and they're not able to receive the help that they might need when they are in these vulnerable positions because of many things, including societal stigma against them. And so Cupcake Girls was founded really with the idea of, okay, people are saying that they're needing resources and they're not sure where to get them because they are concerned about either stigma or worse, getting assaulted or getting their kids taken away. I mean, we were hearing stories of 
people that weren't able to go to a safe dentist because last time they had been to a dentist, um, somebody recognized them from a porn that they had done, and they were assaulted in the in the dentist chair. The dentist wow. considers it to be um, conditional consent because they had seen them in a porn before, so they just assumed, oh, this you know this person is consenting to sex with me, and they absolutely were not. Um, and so that that person hadn't been to a dentist in years, and their dental work had gotten so bad. Um, the dental work that they needed it it was it was enormous. And as we all know, those bills they can be really really hard to pay, especially when you're not having a consistent income. Um, but definitely when you're scared of being assaulted. And so what we were doing was we were reaching out to dentists, doctors, lawyers, mechanics daycare providers, and we were making sure that people were safe to send our clients to, but also asking those businesses if they would give us their services at discounted or pro bono rates. And we had such an enormous response from the community. Um, when we first started out, we just had a handful of partners, and right now the Cupcake Girls has over 300 professional partners nationwide that work with our clients at discounted or pro bono rates. And so we were really founded to serve a need and to respond to a need that kept coming up. People saying that they needed safe providers and that they weren't able to find what they were looking for. And so I've been really, really honored to not only be in the Las Vegas area since February 2011, but also in Portland, Oregon since November 2011. We actually had a client that moved from Vegas to Portland and said, we need you guys here too. And so we ended up building up a team there. Um, and I started with the Cupcake Girls back in February 2012, so right after we had founded um, in Portland. And it's just been a wild, beautiful ride, just absolutely amazing experience watching the community as they provide wraparound services and care for people that absolutely deserve it and are often overlooked. Yeah, I would say that the Cupcake Girls really is smashing the judgment, if you will, for a lack of a better okay. word. And okay. and as far as you being involved, obviously, for a very long time, what was your draw? Why are you so passionate about it? What got you involved? You know, when I was 16 years old, actually, um, I was living in a small town in uh, Eugene, Oregon. And I my parents are, uh, my dad's a pastor, and he, um, he was a part of this homeschooling community with my mom. And so I was homeschooled growing up and didn't really have a lot of experience with the outside world. And my first job was in a local bookstore. And in that local bookstore, I met my very first friend outside of church and my family, and she was a sex worker. And the closer that we got, she let me know that she was actually being um, assaulted by two police officers in our town. Roger Manjana and Juan Francisco Lara. And those officers had been getting away with assaulting her for years. Um, she was a sex trafficking survivor, and they had met her on one of their sex trafficking busts, actually, and just continued to abuse her. And unfortunately, we see things like this quite wow. often. Wow. Yes. And so when she told me about this, my first response was, well, let's go to the police department. I'm sure they can help. And so she went to the police department, and she filed a report, and nothing happened. Um, and it wasn't until she built up enough self-determination and self-empowerment to be telling her story 
that over a dozen other women that were sex workers and sex trafficking survivors came forward and said that they were being assaulted by the exact same officers. And so those officers are now in prison. Um, they're serving their time. But unfortunately, the, that, that, that's just the tip of the iceberg of what's been going on in communities for years. When we don't have systems in place where folks can come and feel safe to let people know that they are in harm's way, that's a broken society. And so really, when I first started getting involved with this work, it was just out of confusion about well, where do they go? If they can't come to the police department, where do they go? Um, and then I was a flight attendant for a little while, and um, I flew with U.S. Airways for a little while, and that was before we had the bathroom placards on the inside of uh, airport bathrooms. You know those? Have you seen yes, those? Yes, I have. Yeah, and so it was before then, and a lot of the flight attendants and um, on-the-ground workers at airports and pilots and Customer service reps, they are the behind-the-scenes magic that are keeping our communities safe. And it was, it was amazing because we didn't really have, um, you know, Google Drive or anything like that where we could easily pass information on resources back and forth to each other. And so what we would do is we would keep information on um, little thumb drives, and we would pass them to each other and, and let people know, hey, I, I have this resource. If you run into somebody that's needing this and – it was just amazing to be a part of, um, but it wasn't until 2009 when I moved to Portland, Oregon, that I was walking past a woman who was being abused on the street, and I ran backwards for a security guard to help me. It was about four in the morning, and, and I was on a run with my dog, and I saw this man, and he was, was punching this woman in the side, and, and as I ran backwards to the grocery store to get a security guard to call 911 because I didn't have a cell phone on me, the security guard laughed at me, and he said, she's a prostitute. They're just going to arrest her anyway. Um, and I was just so frustrated because I was like, I, yet again, what are, the, what are the things that are keeping this community safe, and why are we as a society continuing to decide to keep them in spaces of oppression? Why are we deciding to oppress these people? If somebody is being abused on the street, they absolutely deserve to be able to get help. And, and we need to make sure that there are resources available for them to do that. So long story short, I ended up calling the police department myself, ran to my apartment, grabbed my phone, called 911. But by the time the police had gotten there, the, the woman was gone and, and the man was gone. Um, and I, I still hear her cries to this day in, in my head. And, and when the police got there, I said, is this true? The security guard said, you would have arrested her. And they said, well... Unfortunately, if it's the person that we're thinking of, she does have a few warrants out. And I said, you know, um, just for radio, <laughs> I won't say exactly what I said, but I said some expletives. <laughs> and, um, and I said, I want to talk to your manager because I didn't know very much about the police department at that time. <laughs> and I ended up talking to lieutenants and captains. And um, within two weeks, I was sitting across the way from Chief Rosie, um, who was the chief of police in Portland, Oregon at that time. And she told me, she said, Amy, if you're wanting to make any change in this world, you need to get involved with grassroots nonprofits and work to, um, or work to change legislation. And so I've dedicated my life to doing both. And I'm really thankful that in February 2012, I was introduced to the Cupgate Girls. And I've been able to partner with the Cupgate Girls in doing what I believe is my life's work 
And I just love the way that the Cupcake Girls is doing this work. They're connecting with our program participants one-on-one and asking, what do you want? Instead of telling them, well, this is the program that you need to be a part of, or, you know, these are the steps that you have to do, or here's the service you have to go to in order to receive services. We simply ask them, what do you want? And then we help them achieve their goals and their timing. It's such beautiful work, and I'm so honored to be here. Absolutely. I just have chills listening to your story this morning. Amy Marie Merrill, Executive Director from the Cupcake Girls, is with us. We are spotlighting Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And, you know, I hope that by that story, you guys, just listening to Amy, you know, we say this all the time on the multitude of different organizations because there are different things that plague each and every community and specifically here in Clark County, but it takes a change. And I hope that by listening this morning and listening to Amy specifically, I mean, you're inspiring me and it doesn't necessarily have to be this line of work, but it has to be, if you're seeing something, say something. And, you know, even a little bit of an extra mile, I mean, you've gone a huge extra mile, by helping and getting involved. And that's what I hope people are really taking away from this this morning. And again, you can find out more uh, at thecupcakegirls.org. But with that being said, there are so many different things. You, you kind of hit a little bit as far as the hurdles that are going on, and you guys seem to be shattering that and making some big strides here in Clark County. Share with everyone listening this morning what you guys have been doing just right here in our own backyard. Yeah, so in Vegas, we've been able to do some beautiful things For one, um, we currently have in Las Vegas a free store where folks are able to receive things like fentanyl test strips to be able to test drugs before they use them. So if they are using drugs or if their pimp is having them use drugs, they're able to test those drugs and then not die because, unfortunately, people will lace drugs with um, fentanyl and then folks will die and they won't have an opportunity to experience their one beautiful life. And so we um, have that available here in our office at our free store. We also have Narcan available, hygiene supplies from Project Maryland. Um, And we also have free counseling in our office. It's absolutely fantastic where folks are able to sit down with a counselor one-on-one and really be able to get um, and and dig deep into the traumas and and the things that they've they've been through and heal from those things and actually move forward forward. Um, We also have an amazing dentist that partners with us and provides absolutely free services to our clients, as well as, as I said, over um, 300 different business partnerships that we're able to provide to our clients. And we're so honored with the opportunity to be here in Las Vegas doing such beautiful, beautiful things. Well, and how do people get to your place? And I'm assuming, you know, it is safe. We can't stress that enough for everyone listening, if anyone knows of anyone, or if you yourself are somebody that needs us help. That's right. Absolutely. So if somebody is needing assistance, they can go to our website at www.thecupgategirls.org, and they can fill out a support request, or they can email us at info at thecupgategirls.org. We always make sure that people are sending us their own asks for help or assistance, their own support requests, and we won't let somebody refer someone. So if you have a friend and you're like, you should call this person, here's her number, we actually won't call them. Uh, We wait until that person is ready to make the call to us and ready to make that decision to start working on these goals, and then we'll partner with them in achieving those goals. But That's a big task. Amy, that's yep. a really big task. And so that kind of yep. lends itself to the next whole 
dive in, I want to get into when we see something and we say something, you're saying they need to be ready, but how do we help that person and and what can we do? You know, the best thing that we can do as individuals is educate ourselves on what are the societal structures that are in Clark County that are harming our clients. One of the main things that I always like to point out is in Clark County, did you know that we arrest sex trafficking survivors? So when there are busts into sex trafficking, um, sex trafficking spaces, unfortunately, we gather up those victims and we put them into jail. We, We book them. We arrest them, and many of our clients, um, the vast majority of our clients, say that that arrest and being booked after waiting and hoping and hoping that somebody would help them, that arrest is actually more traumatic to them than it was to be trafficked in the first place. And so we were trying to pass a bill that would stop the arrest of sex trafficking survivors along with a fantastic organization here locally, which is Suede Vegas. Um, Last legislative session, it was SB-164. Um, where, it, where we would have stopped stopped that. But unfortunately, that bill did not pass. And so really educate yourself on what are the ways that we as a community are supporting these folks. Another way that you can really, really make sure that you're stepping in is don't assume. So if you think that somebody is in a harmful situation, it's really important that you remember um, sex trafficking Survivors, they are very similar to domestic sex or domestic domestic violence survivors, excuse me, where they it takes about um, seven times to leave their perpetrator or they die. You guys, um, that's a big one right there. I like to hit on that yep. stat seven times. Yep. That's a lot. And with, and with sex trafficking survivors, it's about the same. So when we're seeing people that are kind of making themselves an issue, right? If you have um, pimp is person number one, victim is person number two. If you have person number three that's a bystander that's coming into the equation and saying, you need to leave your pimp, you need to leave your pimp, you're actually actively pushing them closer to their pimp and making yourself the problem. And so what we do is we just come to our clients with open hands when they're ready to come to us. And that's why we have that rule of we're not going to call somebody until they're ready to call us. And so the best thing that you can do as a bystander is make information available. If you have a business, we have resource cards that are available to you that you can lay out. If you are a person that is really active in the community, we have resource cards that are available to you that you can kind of carry around with you in your purse and hand out to people if you think that they might need us. But the Cupcake Girls, um, we are for consensual sex workers as well as folks who are being coerced, manipulated, or forced into trafficking. And so we want to make sure that everybody understands if people come to us, we're not pushing them into a situation or pulling them out of a situation. We're just here for them. And so when you're handing out these resource cards, you're not making necessarily a value judgment or a judgment on their experience at all. But all you're saying are there are resources available to you if that's something that you want. So please take advantage of that. And please, please, please come by our office and pick up some resource cards that you can hand them out in the community. This whole situation, though, is just one of those things that just it really angers me um, because there's you are really diving into something that a started and was part of Vegas, still remains part of Vegas. And then that's when it. it turns to this side of it, it becomes just such a vicious cycle for these people. That's it. And there's so many people that are working really, really hard, but they're 
you know, they're smaller nonprofits like the Cupcake Girls where they don't have all this money to put into PR or marketing or, or what have you, but we're really absorbing the majority of the trauma and the majority of the, the need in the community. So um, organizations like the Cupcake Girls, Suede Vegas, Track B Exchange, the Center, a lot of these organizations that are absorbing a lot of the need of human trafficking. And so make sure to look for those organizations um, and, and look at their 990s, their report card on what they're doing here in the community. It's a very public document that you can Google and, and you can see where, where those organizations are spending their money and, and really, really support them so that they can continue to support the folks in our Las Vegas community. Well, and one of the things I really wanted to ask you, and you kind of hit on it already, is what differentiates you guys from other organizations. But even deeper than that, when we hear about, you know, especially in January on human sex trafficking awareness, you know, we really go to children. And what is the difference between you guys and children? I mean, how do we help on all that level? Yeah. So I'm glad you pointed that out. The majority of trafficking in the United States is generational trafficking. So it's actually um, people in families that are trafficking their own kids um, so that they can have resources, whether it's uh, money or or, um, donations of of rent or things like that. And so it's really important that we focus in on that because a lot of the times when you hear sex trafficking, you think of somebody who's being thrown into a trunk of a car, locked in a cage or a closet. Yes, yes, exactly. Or groomed. That's right. And we see those things more often than we'd like. But it's important to recognize what the majority of trafficking is. Now, with the Cupcake Girls, what we do is we don't, um, we don't work with the folks that are under 18. So we work with 18 and older. And we're really opening up ourselves, and we're, and we're really different because we work with folks that are consensually in the sex industry, and we understand that sex work is a job. So we're not criminalizing or, or supporting the criminalizing of sex workers. We're actually supporting the decriminalization of sex work. And we actually have understood for many years now that sex workers are actually our greatest allies in fighting sex trafficking of folks who are being groomed, of folks who are being trapped into a trafficking situation with a pimp, because they are actually in the industry. So they're, on, they're in the brothels with folks. They're on the dance floors at strip clubs with folks. They're on OnlyFans and, and different things where they might be able to notice, hey, someone is in a bad situation and you need to connect with the Cupcake Girls. So actually, the majority of referrals we get are from consensual sex workers who are noticing that someone might be in a situation that, that is not safe for them. But the people that we end up working with, they may not know that they're being trafficked. So they may just think like, oh, you know, my husband and I have a really weird relationship, um, or people just don't understand us, or um, my mom um, is really overbearing and she likes to control where I am, but people just assume that, you know, it's a bad situation, but they don't think trafficking. It's just not built into their brains because that's not what the media has painted it out to be. Well, and and I love how you pointed out too, right? A job is a job is a job at the end of the day, whether you agree or disagree. And at the beginning of all of this, it's about paying bills. It's about making your lifestyle comfortable. And that again, goes back to what we talked earlier on no judgment but when it can take a turn to the dark side. This morning we are talking about the Cupcake Girls and speaking with Executive Director Amy Marie Merrill all about what we can do, 
what the Cupcake Girls does. Um, also about Human Sex Trafficking Awareness Month. That is the whole month of January. And uh, instead of, you know, being scared, because sometimes I think we just lead with fear and scared, you know, see something, say something, but in a positive way. And I love how you've just shed a bunch of light on that this morning. Oh, thank you so much. I think it's so important. And I know for me, sometimes I just get paralyzed with the, the need that's out there. And I don't understand and I forget to understand that there are simple, simple things that we can do that can make such a big impact in our society. Um, something that I love about the Cupcake Girls is that we, again, we, we reach out to community partners and we ask them, hey, would you give services to our clients at a discounted or pro bono rate? And so if you have a business and you may and you may think like, well, I don't know, you know, I'm a plumber. How could you use my services? You would be surprised. So please, if, if you have a business and you are in the Las Vegas area, we have so many people that are in need of you. So please reach out to us at info at thecupcakegirls.org and let's set up a meeting and talk about how you can partner with us. Or if you have five hours extra a month where you're going to be able to help us as we support victims and survivors, please reach out to us. We'd love to have you on our volunteer team. Absolutely. I think the best place to go, you guys, is the Cupcake Girls, thecupcakegirls.org. And this morning, the wonderful, beautiful Amy Marie Merrill, executive director, has joined us. You know, um, if you missed any part of this interview, you can check us out on Spotify now as well, because I just think it's very important. And especially your story of why you are involved. And I think it just really is that, you know, holding everyone's hand and really helping when you see a need and you really are a shining star of that right away with this oh my gosh i'm so thankful for you you know it's people like you in our las vegas community are making that are making the most impact because you're using the platform that you have in order to spread the the word we um i, I actually had the privilege and honor of going to an aa meeting with one of our clients last night as she was taking her first step towards sobriety oh. and it was just such a powerful experience, and, and then I was thinking about this interview that we were going to do today, and I just want to thank you because because of you, so many people are going to be able to hear about us that had never heard about us before, and, well, and I, that's just such an amazing gift that you have and that you've given to us. Oh, thank you. I, I see it more as everyone listening this morning. I hope that if we even touch one person this morning, see something, say something. And, and we were really taught this morning by you on how to do that properly when it comes to sex trafficking. Um, and so besides all of that and going to the cupcakegirls.org, what other resources before we let you go do you have for us this morning? Yeah, I think it's really important that as a society, when we're going out into the world and when we're going about our daily business, Remember that you need to, need to, need to remember everyone is fighting a very hard battle that nobody knows about. And you don't know what situation that person's in, if they're in the middle of being coerced, if they're in the middle of being manipulated into a situation that they don't want to be in. Be kind to everyone and always make sure to open up opportunities for them to tell you that they're needing help. It can be really easy to just kind of go about our business. You know, we're getting the gas. We're at the grocery store, not to just look somebody in the eyes and say hello. And and those little tiny decisions that we make to be kind to one another, they could open up an opportunity for somebody to let you know that they're needing help. So come over to our office, get our resource cards so you can hand them out to somebody when they are saying that they're needing assistance. And always, always, always keep your head up. 
look into the eyes of folks and make sure that they know that they're worthy and they are so, so important. Absolutely. Thecupcakegirls.org. You guys check it out. Thank you so much. Amy Marie Merrill, executive director from the Cupcake Girls, going over everything as we spotlight Human Sex Trafficking Awareness Month. You are just beautiful and I appreciate all your time and definitely we'll check in sooner than later and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for having me.